In today's episode, we are going to be talking about things that you can do now so that you can enjoy a guilt-free and relaxing summer. So I'm going to give you three things to do before the school year ends in today's episode, but I want you to pay attention to the third one because it is a game changer. So first, I'm going to tell you a story that hopefully you'll relate to. So I left a job working as an art consultant for an interior design firm to be a teacher. It was my first non-internship job as an interior designer. At the time, the job seemed glamorous. So we would go to networking events a couple nights a week. We would have mixers. We'd make connections and get referrals that way. We'd then go back to the firm, the office, and we'd pick out art for the office space or the hotel that we were working on with our clients, and then we'd start all over again. So at the time I was single, but I was planning on one day being married and having a family. So the schedule didn't bother me at the time until I was talking one day to one of the senior designers. And it turned out that she was a single mother and had a young son. So besides the weekend and or I guess weeknight networking events that we were doing all the time, she actually traveled to Idaho twice a month to work with other clients. And I remember thinking, if I stay at design, will I get to see my kids? It wasn't long after that that I decided to return to school to teach drafting. I did it for the lifestyle. I did it for the school hours. I did it for the weekends and the breaks. I did it for the summers off. When we started teaching, Jared and I would joke that we don't actually have summers off. We had new courses and preps being added to our schedules every single year. And it seemed like we were always spending the summer planning for the next school year. And let's be real, sometimes we spent way too much time planning for the next year and didn't use a single thing. So that was okay until we had kids. Now we want to have experiences with our kiddos. We want to travel. We want to go swimming lessons. We want to go to the park and we want to do all of that guilt free. So what about you? Are you ready to do some simple things now while the school year is still in session that will allow you to enjoy your kids more when you're home? Maintaining or increasing enrollment, staying on top of ever-changing content, incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. So let's get into the things that you can do now. So first off, before the school year ends, take time to declutter. So in episode 78, which I will include a link in the show notes, it is all about organizing your classroom and spaces to get ready for fourth term. So you can listen to that and get some good ideas. But to have a guilt-free summer, you are not only going to organize, but get rid of some things. So here's an unpopular opinion. If you're not going to be teaching a course next year, you don't need to save all of the resources. I have been in so many rooms where they have lots and lots of files, like the the vertical files and filing cabinets. They're just full of resources of things that they've taught year after year, and they're not using most of it. So the question that always gets asked is, but what if I'm going to teach this five years from now? then have a digital copy. There's no reason to keep years and years of outdating teaching resources just in case. Your state standards might change before then. You may attend a conference and get an even better idea of how to teach a concept and technology will most definitely change. 
and you may be delivering the content differently. So take a picture, scan the copy. There are awesome like scanning apps for your phone and get to filling up your trash can. So the the first one is get rid of all the stuff that you're not going to be using for next year. Then you are going to check up on your systems and your routines. And that's also going to be before the school year ends. So it's a great time to reflect on your systems or routines during the school year rather than in the summer. Because once you leave your classroom and you leave having those students all the way around you, you kind of start to forget what it was really like and how things were really functioning. So you can actually get started on this today. At the end of each class period or day, ask yourself these three questions. What were the students able to do without my prompting? Were there any questions that students kept asking all day? And what behaviors are driving me nuts? At this point of the school year, you and your students are comfortable with each other. You've most likely gotten lax on some of your expectations because your students are working on projects. This is also the time when you may not be empathetic towards your students. At the beginning of the year, you're in the honeymoon period and you're patient with them. You're okay with reminding them where the tape measures are stored and how to clean up their kitchens or how to submit an assignment. Before the school year ends though, your patience is starting to wear thin. Taking a step back to observe your systems will allow you to blame the process, not the person. From these observations, note what you would like to keep for next year and what you would like to change. By doing this now, you won't need to reinvent the wheel come August. Just pull up your notes and add those teaching those systems or routines into your daily lesson plans. Okay, so the one you've been waiting for, the third one. So this is, like I said, a huge game changer. And when I was teaching, when I was able to do this, it really helped out not only my summer, but my entire school year. And it is map out all of your courses to the unit level before this school year ends. This is including any new courses that you're teaching next year. I've taught a lot of different preps in my day. So at one point I was actually teaching nine preps over eight periods. Not a single one of those courses came with a usable calendared map, something that I could actually put to use. One where it had like the units listed and how many days should be spent on each unit. Even when I was teaching a purchased nationwide curriculum, the content map didn't line up with our school calendar and how we taught it. So we were teaching on the block and how they had put together their calendar was having like a seven or eight period day. So the timing was just off. So I still had to figure out how long things need to take. Plus, this particular curriculum was based on the amount of time needed per unit based on how many slideshow presentations we were supposed to show, not how long it actually took to teach and reteach students. Having all of your courses planned out to the unit and calendared is going to not only save you time right now and allow you to enjoy the summer guilt-free, but it's also going to give you some perspective and get you excited for when the school year starts. So you can actually compare all of your course maps to make sure to offset the beginning and ending of each of your units. So you don't want to have like some sort of assessment or some sort of project or some sort of large assignment due in every single one of your different classes or preps at the same time, because then that just means now you've just set yourself up to grading for the next week and a half because you have 
all of this stuff coming in at once. So if you have these mapped out and calendared, you could actually look at them, kind of have that broad sense of, okay, this is how long I'm going to spend on each of the units and then make some adjustments so that you are saving yourself some time and keeping yourself sane by not making sure that all of those things like line up. Like any good map, you'll know where you're starting, what stops you'll be making, and how long it will take to get there. So just like when you take your kiddos on a road trip and you know exactly which gas station bathrooms are the cleanest and how many minutes it will take to get to the next one. So I've applied my 4S approach to planning out your courses. We're going to go over those first two steps here, but if you would like to get more of those steps laid out, make sure that you grab the new freebie that is plan out your courses cheat sheet and you can actually get it at kristenmasick.com forward slash plan out. So the first S is set in order. Here you'll need to figure out what units you're going to be wanting and wanting to teach. There is no right or wrong for this one. You can create a unit per standard or you can group them together and that's just going to be based on your curriculum and that's a personal decision that you can make. You can always ask other colleagues or other teachers who may have taught that how they've structured their units, but you do want to start with your units. So here is a hot tip. If you have no standards for your new to you course you'll be teaching next year, check out other states' websites. So try Googling California CTE standards or Nebraska CTE standards and see what you can come up with. All right, so now we are, we figured out what units you are going to be teaching for each of your classes. And I would actually suggest, I didn't mention this before, but do each class at once and then come back and fill things in. So then the next one is schedule. So for this step, you are going to want to have your school or district calendar so that you can actually figure out how many teachable days are available during the school year and each of your terms, semesters, and trimesters. You'll also want to note when you are having breaks or holidays. This last part of schedule is going to be key. And what you usually won't be able to find anywhere. So it's determining how long you should or could be teaching each unit. If you've already taught a course, you may know how long it's going to take to actually teach it. But unless you made a note somewhere, you probably have no clue. So how do you figure out how long to teach each unit, especially for a new course? The key is by working backward. So backward from the end of level assessment. We're not talking about the final that your neighboring teacher friend or someone from another district wrote as far as like their end of level assessment. We're looking at some sort of certification assessment if there is something available. So you're specifically looking for one with a breakdown of points or questions per strand or standard. Once you got that figured out, you can take the number of points per standard and divide that by the total points. Okay, so I'm going to get you an example. If you have a an exam that you found and it has a total points of 56 and the standard that you're using for your first unit adds up to 10, then you're going to take 10 divided by 56 and it ends up being 0.1785 or about 18% of your course. If this is a semester course that has 85 days, then you would block out 15 days to teach it. So I took 85 times 18%. That's good and all, but what if my course doesn't have an end of level assessment? Okay, so you can borrow my secret ninja trick. Other states may have this as well, but in Utah, 
we give end of level skills assessments for the majority of CTE courses. So go to the website and I'm gonna actually have the link once again in the show notes. Find a course that sounds like the one you are teaching because there might not be one that completely aligns and then scroll all the way to the bottom. You're gonna look for the skills certificate test points by Strand and voila. So here's another hint. When you sign up for the plan out your course cheat sheet, I'll actually send you an email with a video on how and where to find these. To wrap up this episode, we have been talking about how you deserve a stress and guilt-free summer. Look forward to spending that time with your littles because you'll be prepared. You can do the following before the school year ends, decluttering and get getting rid of any teaching materials for courses you won't be teaching next year. Yes, it's okay to create digital files. Check to see and note what is working and what isn't working when it comes to your current systems and routines. And finally, put together course maps for each of your classes by figuring out your units and how many days to spend on each. Double check by comparing your different classes to one another to avoid conflicting start and end dates. If you are ready to get started on planning out your courses for next year, make sure that you go ahead and you grab that plan out your courses cheat sheet at kristenmasick.com forward slash plan out and share it with any of your teacher friends who are also in the same boat, ready to get ready for next year. Until next week.